Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we are continuing our study in 2 Timothy. And we're going to come to 2 Timothy chapter 3. Going to be really focusing in here on verses 3 through 5. Once again here, 3 through 5. We, we tried to get through 1 through 5 yesterday, but that did not work out very well. We didn't get that far into it. But today we're hopefully going to be getting through at least 3 and 4 and perhaps five if uh, we have enough time. But let's go ahead and let's read Second Timothy chapter 3, starting in verse 1. And it says this, But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, Haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but un, but denying its power, for and from such people turn away. For of this sort are those who creep into households and who have make captive of gullible women, loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jambres resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds disapproved concerning the faith, but they will progress to further, uh, no further, for their folly will be manifested to all, as theirs also was. But you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch and Iconium and Lystra, what persecutions I endured. And out of them all, the Lord delivered me. And yes, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing whom you have learned them, that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction of righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Wow. You know, we, we looked at verses 1 and 2, and I just want to remind us here in verse 1, but you know this, that in the last days there will be perilous times will come. And then it describes with those perilous times a lot of the symptoms that are in people's life during those perilous times. And certainly, if you have these symptoms or if you don't stay away from people who have these symptoms or these descriptors, you will have perilous times in your life. There is no doubt. It doesn't matter where you're at in history. You will have perilous times in your life if you do not do as what it says here in verse 5, and from such people turn away. But let's start in verse 3. It continues describing uh, these perilous times and the people who will be in these perilous times. And the first one it says is, is unloving. Now, it's interesting because this is specifically referring to the idea of being hard-hearted towards your kindred. You see, in these perilous times, there will actually be people who are hard-hearted towards their kindred. They will look out, and the people that they are related to, they will have a hard heart towards them. I'm not talking about just normal strife. There's strife in every family and at different times. Uh, those things undoubtedly come up where 
you know, there's disagreements or somebody has wronged somebody, or uh, maybe it's even more serious than that. But this is actually the concept of being hard-hearted, that there is a, a lack of forgiveness. There is a lack of care. There is a lack of longing for looking towards people. And you think of our society that we live in today. I, I certainly think that this, that this is true of our society today. You go and you look out and you see, of course, whether it's it's through abortion or whether it's through no-fault divorce, you think about a, a hard-hearted uh, person it is somebody who will go and say, look, I've, I've made a covenant with this person, but I'm going to break that covenant for no reason, for no legal reason, just because maybe something was difficult. Just because life was not as easy as what you wanted it to be, I'm going to go and break that covenant. Well, that right there is somebody who is unloving. And interestingly there, that next one is unforgiving. And this literally means truce breakers, a truce breaker, or we might even go and say a covenant breaker. And today, actually, we don't have much covenant breaking going on because the reality of it is, is we just don't have much covenant making. Uh, whether it's it's people looking out and just simply not getting married, or whether it's people going and not joining churches, or 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 it's you know people looking out and just not making covenants in their life. We are a society that is against covenants, and whether either we don't make them or we're all too quick and too easy to break them. But either way, it it fits under this descriptor of unforgiving or that truce breaker, that covenant breaker. It's, it's a really sad symptom that is there. Then, of course, you have slanderers, and I mean, that's synonymous with social media, right? You go and you look out, uh, that's pretty much 98% of social media is just slander. It's that and what you eat for dinner. Uh, you know, let's go and slander people and show them a picture of what we ate for dinner. That's 98% of social media uh, that's out there. And, of course, when you look at that, we have that symptom right there in our society. It's it's overwhelming than it is without self-control or people who have no power over themselves. And uh, this can manifest itself in all kinds of different sins, whether it's, you, you know, we're, we're here at the New Year's. And so you look at what are the things that people always make for a resolution? Well, I need to get in shape. I need to lose weight. Uh, you know, things of that nature is generally the top two. Well, what do those two things say? If you're, you know, not in shape uh, at all and you're overweight or you're gluttonous, well, that, that shows that you have no power over yourself. Uh, but there's all kinds of things that we look at. We live in a completely undisciplined society, a completely undisciplined society. You know, w one of the joys I had watching uh, or during Christmas time is watching old Christmas movies. And uh, some of it... Uh, is just super enjoyable, you know, whether it's it's a wonderful life or uh, even, you know, a Christmas carol or what, whatever it might be. I really enjoy watching those old Christmas movies. Uh, very, very good. But you, you notice in watching those old Christmas movies, the society uh, that people lived in, it was completely different. You know, you, you didn't have people going out shopping wearing sweats. Uh, you, you had people who actually went and they they dressed up. Well, what does that show? It shows a discipline in life. Because why do you wear sweats? It's not just because it's more comfortable. It's because it's certainly a whole lot easier than it is to put on a suit. It's it's way easier to go and do that than it is to go into, you know, doll your hair all up or whatever it might be. But 
the reason why we have these kinds of things in our culture today is because we don't have self-control. There's no power over self. There's no discipline in our life. The next one here, descriptor that's used, is brutal uh, or savage is that idea. Now, of course, we live in a civilized society is what people would say. It's not like, you know, we'd perform human sacrifices uh, or anything like that. Oh, wait, we do. It's just, you know, we call it things like women's health care. Uh, but we literally go and rip babies limb from limb inside the womb and poison them uh, through the abortion pills and whatnot. It's absolutely savage or brutal. And that is a descriptor here of these perilous times. The next one is, of course, is uh, despisers of good. And that is exactly uh, what it sounds like there, despisers of good. And I, I can tell you that if you stand up for even something that's just simply orthodox today, something that that, that was really non-controversial uh, throughout centuries of really mostly two millennia, of Christian history, if you go and you stand up for that, oh my goodness, today, you, you absolutely just get demoralized. People will despise you for it. I, I, I remember, you know, it wasn't, it was probably three years ago going and standing up for spanking children for the right to go and to be able to have corporal punishment, to spank your children. I might've mentioned this yesterday. I don't remember. I, I, I talked about this recently. So if I was, just said this yesterday, you must need to hear it twice. But the response was, oh my goodness. You know, there's news articles. I, I was just looking up. It's always fun to Google yourself to see what, what people have published about you. And I mean, there, there are news articles that went across the state, went across the, the nation, really. It was published in USA Today. Uh, and, uh, you know, and people going and saying how terrible I was. Had, had protesters one time uh, come out and hold up a sign that said, you know, Pastor Sam believes in corporal punishment. I didn't know, you know, if I was supposed to go get my picture taken with them or, you know, tell them, you know, next time bring, I believe in the Trinity or what. But, but I mean, it's, it's orthodox, it's orthodox statements. It's, it's good things, but people today in our society, they are despisers of what is good. The next one here is traitors, traitors. And, and don't we live in a, in a society of traitors, people who, who they, they just can't stay committed to anything that, I mean, we, you, you know, Jesus, he had 12 disciples and one was named Judas Iscariot. I feel like today in our society that that it's more like out of 12 disciples, 11 of them are Judas Iscariots. We, we live in a society of just traitors, people who will just go and turn their back on you on a whim. It's a lack of loyalty that is in our society today. Stay away from people like that. The next one is headstrong. And this is rashly acting is the concept here. It's not just that idea of of oh they're they're, they're headstrong they're they're stubborn, uh, but but it's it's this concept of 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 acting without thinking, and 
One of the greatest examples that we can see this in our society, I believe today, is how people get sucked in to television or the news or their their greatest influencer and and people just kind of go with the flow and they just kind of follow stuff if if you if you wonder about that just think back to 2020 i mean my goodness we had arrows in the grocery store telling us which way to go down the aisles and people followed it like uh you, you know like a, a herd of cattle or a herd of sheep uh going to the slaughter that that's how people went and did it they were headstrong in this this sense uh the next one here is is haughty uh, and this is that idea of being uh, puffed up with pride. And we, we certainly live in a world today that is extremely puffed up with pride. We're full of ourselves. Talked about that yesterday. Then we have lov- uh, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And, and this is the one we're going to end on today. But I want you to just stop and think about this. Because this is the the one that I really wanted to get to, because I think this is the greatest descriptor of our society today out of this entire list, is lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. We live in a society today that is all about the immediate gratification. It's, It's microwave culture. We're about the immediate gratification as opposed to delayed gratification, delayed pleasure. We want what we want, and we want it yesterday, not even now. We want it yesterday. And I want what I want, and give it to me now. That is the motto of our society. Give me, give me, give me. It's all about pleasures. What can I have? It's it's about, you know, any kind of pleasure that you possibly might want. That is what it is all about that people want. I, I'll, I'll never forget this growing up. It was a, one of those times, moments in my life, where it was a lesson that I learned. I had a cousin who I, I had just lost his job. He had recently uh, had a, a, his first child, and he just recently lost his job. And he was uh, telling me, complaining about about how he wasn't sure how he's going to be able to feed this new kid that he got, you know, and that he has, and uh, you know, not sure how he's going to provide, not sure how he's going to have any of this kind of stuff. But but he looked out and, and he told me, you know, you you, you want to help me uh, install these new, um, as a part of a car that basically the cover for where it sprays uh, your windshield, um, you know, to go and to wash it off there. And I said, sure. And he goes, yeah, I got the, uh, they're really cool. They got these neon lights in them. And I looked at him and they start telling me how expensive they were and everything like that. And I kind of was just looking at him. And, and pretty soon I asked, and I mean, I was, you know, probably 12, 13. And, and I just said, well, uh, were yours broke? Oh no, I just wanted these neo neon lights, so I went and picked them up today. That's the definition of being a lover of pleasure rather than a lover of God, because God tells you to take care of your family. It says that if you don't take care of your family, if you don't provide, you're worse than an infidel. That's what he says. And yet, here it was the pleasure of having 
neon lights on your car that was more important than feeding your child. But that's our society. That's our culture today. And once again, how does verse 5 end? It says, and from such people turn away. If you want to avoid perilous times in your life, turn away from those who are unloving, who are hard-hearted towards family. Turn away from those who are, who are unforgiving or are truce breakers or covenant breakers. Turn away from slanders. Turn away from people who have no power over themselves. Turn away from savage people. Turn away from those who despise good. Turn away from traitors. Turn away from the, from, from the headstrong, from the haughty, from the, those who love pleasure rather than those who love God. Turn towards those who love God. Turn away from those who love pleasure more than they love God. If you want to avoid perilous times in your life, mark these people in your mind and stay away from them. Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, and 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Has already begun. Know that God's up to something. A miracle's coming. Rejoice like it's already done. And you feel it. The song that is rising, then you can't help but let it out. If you're trusting in faith.